Hello and welcome to the next episode of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick Owatari-Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man who was once interrupted in the middle of a seance by an angry Frenchman. <laughs> I am the Adam Glass, and that is literally my favorite scene in this It movie. is the best scene in the movie. <laughs> the look on her face after right. everybody else has escorted out is, it's, yeah. it's the, it is literally the best acting in the movie. All of them are escorted out with dazed looks on their faces, but the person leading it is just still in like a catatonic state the yeah. entire time. And, and they don't so even good. get her out in the in the film. Like she never makes right. it out the door before they cut. And it's just like Right. It's amazing. It's oh and the, their eyes are just amazing. Like I feel like they had to they I feel like to get that look, I feel like the actors had to be also high. <laughs> like there's no way you could just act that out. I refuse to believe it. They had to like like well we're gonna we're gonna put you in there. Uh we're gonna need you guys to get real high to make this work. Right. We have a lot of opium. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's uh time period appropriate. Yeah, so yeah, we have opium, here's a Ouija board, go to town. Ouija boards actually hadn't been invented yet. I don't think. I yeah I, I yeah I don't I think some I watched. Some I mean properly what we understand of, but I mean it's um, a seance though. You certainly know, I mean, some sort of some sort of divining board probably existed, but I mean it looked like they were basically all just holding hands. They were contacting some sort of ghost, perhaps the ghost of a late nobleman. Yeah, I mean I feel like there were probably a lot of ghosts just sort of laying around at that time anyway. So. Pat, before we get into the movie this week, I want to talk about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lost in Criterion. Over there for a dollar a month, you can support us, keep us going, and get some bonus content. Yeah, you can. For just one dollar. <laughs> yeah. Every month, we put together a list of uh, movies, usually themed. Uh, the fifth choice on the list is always Kazam, the 1996 children's movie starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Uh, but uh, supporters get to vote on what movie we're going to watch. It's a non-criterion film. Supporters can also uh, suggest films for the list or uh, entire list if they so desire. And usually, uh, if the timing works out, which is a little difficult with uh, Pat and I being on opposite sides of the world, but if the timing works out, we'll, uh, we'll invite anyone who suggests a list onto the podcast for for that episode, uh, especially if it wins. Uh, but uh, sometimes, even if it doesn't win... Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're lonely people. We need friends. Want to be on a podcast we love with us? Friends, friends are fun. Friends are good. Be on a podcast. Give us a dollar. That's how you become our friend. Give us a dollar. <laughs> yeah, give, uh, this is this is we're painting a very upsetting picture of us. <laughs> you want to be my friend? That's how I dollar. became Pat's friend to begin with. This is this uh, actually might be true. Pat gave me a dollar. That actually might be true. I think that actually may check out. I was during how we met and everything like that. I believe it probably did involve. If not, it definitely involved. Something in that vein. I was in a habit of asking random people for a dollar. Yes, uh, when uh, when Pat and I met, so it's possible. The that only I asked detriment to that might have been the fact that I very rarely ever had money at that stage in my life. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh anyway, most of the people I asked didn't have dollars, so 
Though carrying cash was more likely when I was doing this. It was much more it likely, would be yeah. Today, I mean, but. I should have had a dollar yeah. if my family loved me. <laughs> Aw. Uh, my mother anyway. listens to this. This is That was for her. <laughs> That's good. If you want to... Uh, if you want to undo all of the childhood trauma of Pat <laughs> not being given a dollar, please head over to patreon.com slash lost and criterion and you can you can give Pat a dollar and become Pat's parents. Yes, you can uh, be the love I never got. Yes. I'm sorry, Mom. I don't mean any of that. <laughs> uh, you just didn't trust me with that dollar, that's all. Let's hope you don't. Uh anyway. For a little extra five dollars a month we like to thank those people on air uh it's the only bonus they have it's just for people who think yeah, i mean it's I really like all they guys. have in life so a little more than think about it dollar. yeah but we do like to thank them on air thank you to stephen goldmeyer who's our only five dollar <laughs> supporter right now yes thank uh, you very much i know you have lots in your life that isn't our us thing thank you on the podcast right 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 one uh one reason that we only have one five dollar supporter is that what we do at ten dollars is actually pretty dang good uh at $10 and above, Pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we watched recently. I got that printed up on postcards and write a little thank you note, personalized note to our $10 and above supporters. Uh, then mail that off once a month. If you want to see what sort of art Pat makes, head over to redbubble.com and search for Lost in Criterion. And you can, uh, you can check out past postcards there. Not quite all of them because I put them up on a little bit of and, a delay. And Toho is uh, evil. And also the Toho Corporation uh, gave us a takedown notice for one of them. But uh, but anyway, you can head over and check that out. But we also like to thank those supporters on air. So thank you so much to Chris Otto, Jason Westhaver, Patrick Alco, Michael McGrath, and Adam Spickerman for your $10 and above support. We are uh, very grateful for it. And yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I would like to make a minor correction. From now on, I would like you to refer to it as poignant political art it is it is poignant poignant (laughs) poignant political art this week we are talking about uh an andre waja film it's been a long time since we talked about an andre yeah it has Uh, one of the first postcards was an andre waja film i think it it was a very early postcard Mm -hmm. uh i believe it was uh the second the the 280s uh were the uh the spine numbers of the waja Waja war film collection when we watched uh, A Generation, Canal, and Ashes and Diamonds, which right. were all phenomenal movies. Right, really great uh, movies. I, got, I hate to admit I barely remember them, though. Like, I remember really liking yeah. them, but I can't. I was like, when I started watching this, I was like, I wish I could better remember those movies. I mean, they were they were a long time ago. Like I said, yeah, Spine I mean, they were, I remember that, that really think they're over good, three years. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they are they were phenomenal films. Uh and the uh the postcard you're referencing uh was an image drawn from the film of a uh Ashes and Diamonds, of, I believe. It was from Ashes of Diamonds of a, a a crucifix they find in an abandoned church that is hanging upside down. And yeah. It was a very very uh in the film a very prominent and, and affecting image. Uh but you uh you made it very good too. Uh, well, anyway, I, tried, but, I really uh, liked it. We were a little worried uh, about being able to mail it by post, but it survived. <laughs> it was I'm not, concerned whether or not, not it would quite. be like b- thrown in the trash for like heresy, but it's fine. Right, right. 
if anything, last month's is going to be much more likely to be thrown out. On the <laughs> this is true. This is very accurate. Getting bailed. Uh, I mean, I, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to create things at this point that maybe never make it to our to our subscribers yeah. because they just get thrown in the trash by an angry, by someone angry along the way. That's right, my goal. Right. Now. Right. Good luck. Godspeed. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Waja, we, uh, this will be our final Waja film as well. There is nothing else in the collection so far How many uh, movies from did he make? He had to make... So uh, we're going to see a total he made, of four? He made, he made more than four. Uh, I, well, I, you know, I mean, you say that and you, you kind of like looked at... Like, but like sometimes that has happened, right? Where we're like, right, well, right, right, he right. had a whole oeuvre of four yes. because something horrible and tragic happened. You know, or something. Or, like or just because he, he went the... Uh, he went the uh, uh, drier route and only made one movie a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's a couple of different right. ways that that happens, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Waja Waja did make many more films than this, um, but uh, but yeah, Criterion Collection only only gave us these four, and apparently, uh, he knocked it out of the park with his first three full lengths. And then uh, largely all the stuff between those and this are are mostly considered not great. Oh, okay. Um, so we're really seeing just the best hit, yeah. the, the, the right. greatest hits. Now, there are, there are a couple of them that I would be interested in watching, though I don't think we should do it for a bonus episode. Uh, Man of Marble and Man of Iron. Okay. Which came out in 77 and 81, respectively. So just a little before this. I mean, I will say that the Man of Iron uh, cover is the most Soviet thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. Well, no, Man of Marble is. Man a, of Marble. Yeah. <laughs> no, Man of Marble is very, very. Uh, well, again, this is this is the Waja thing where Waja is a Marxist, but not a Soviet, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, because. Uh, Man of Marble is celebrating a uh, a dock worker strike in the 70s, or in 1970, that was violently crushed. And then Man of Iron is about that character's son, who becomes a prominent leader in the Solidarity Movement of 1980-81, which was a unionization effort that pushed against the single-party rule of Soviet Poland. And was also violently crushed, which is part of the backstory of this film. Uh, <laughs> because he made he made Man of Marble, or rather Man of Iron, and uh, he made Man of Iron as Solidarity was sort of on its rise. Uh, and then uh, Poland declared martial law to right. shut down Solidarity, basically. Uh, and in in doing so, uh, part of it was they cut off contact with the outside world, essentially, uh, to the point where uh, Waja was working on Danton with screenwriter uh, Jean-Claude Carrier, uh, who we've seen some from before. He wrote uh, The Tin Drum, and he wrote basically every Bunel film right. after Bunel got back to Europe. <laughs> So from the Milky Way on, Carrier wrote almost all of them. Um, anyway, uh, so they were in 
uh, Waja had been hired by the French uh, to make this movie, essentially. But he was going to make it in Poland. And then uh, he was just adapting a play. Now, the play had been written in 1930s, and the play was written by a communist uh, woman who the original play very much is on Robespierre's side in this whole argument. Uh, and is very much supportive of the of the reign of terror, where Waja, by this time in his life particularly, was all like, hey, maybe we could stop killing people. Uh, right. Maybe that would be a good way to have a revolution moving forward, to not kill people. Um, right. Uh, which well, is, you got to you know, understand, the, like, I mean, like, legitimately, these two people are coming from radically different places in history and right, time. Right, and, right, 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 like, right. Right, you know, in the sort but, of history of yes. uh, you know Eastern Europe, right? Right. We talked we talked about Waja previously with uh, I think it was Ashes and Diamonds. No, it wasn't Ashes and Diamonds. It was uh, it was a generation, uh, and there's a bit in a generation where Waja particularly was trying to foment a populist uprising right, to yeah. make a more yeah, Marxist society. Yeah. And he was very scared that the Soviets would cut that out uh, because he knew that the Soviets did not want a more Marxist society. Uh, and uh, they left it in, and it did not form into a revolution. As surprise, surprise. Yes, yeah, so we talked uh, extensively yeah. about the fact that shock uh, and awe yeah. that uh, that, that right. didn't happen. But, but in 1980, uh, basically what Wajal wanted when he, re- when he made uh, a generation— uh, solidarity came into existence and was right. essentially, at first, was essentially that. Solidarity eventually uh, sort of gets co-opted by the church and co-opted by uh, anti-Soviet forces. Um, right, yeah. The Americans back solidarity. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's solid- a bad sign, right? Like, I mean, if the yeah. Americans are backing From everything you, I can tell, yeah. You're probably in a bad place. In, if, if the Reagan administration is backing you. You're, you're you, in a, you've, you've, You've gone down the wrong. You're in path. a spot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, and and of course it's the Reagan administration. The enemy of our enemy is our friend. So, like, I mean, right, solidarity like, when it started was right, but let's let's, let's not pretend that that, right. that that while while the enemy of our enemy is our friending, the Reagan administration or America in general wouldn't also then try to infiltrate you and make you into what they want right. you to be right, right. like let's, right. they could right. do right. both at the same Guide time and they, more. they will yeah right right anyway um so while while carrier and waja were working on the script the uh communication barrier went up uh martial law was declared and Carrier talks in one of the bonus features uh, that they could not communicate for three months. And right. by the time he got in, in contact with Waja again, Waja had rewritten the script. And it was very clear to Carrier that this rewritten script was about what was happening in Poland at right. the time. Yeah. Overtly so. Waja has always maintained that this film is not about what was happening in Poland yeah, in 1981. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, like, well, we actively have an interview on this where he's like, no, it's <laughs> right. not. And it's like... Right, right. 
I mean, I get like, see, I feel. And like I love that 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 interview is balanced with a film scholar who says, "Yes, it is." <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? And like, here's yeah. the thing about it, like. I feel like we've encountered this before where like, and I don't know if this is the case, but we've encountered this before where, where due to some political pressures and, and the way things are, right, right, right. A, a film director say, no, has not. like developed a thing that they say about their movie that keeps them safe and keeps right. everything. It keeps the machine oiled. And then even when that pressure has gone, that's just become such a standard part of their statement about the film that they just say it anyway. You know right. what I mean? Where it's like, no, this is just what I say about that film now. Like, by because I don't know what type of year that interview is, but that interview is probably in the nineties, right? Like, right. It's certainly it's after nineteen eighty nine, which is when, right, uh, when it, those forces finally fell, and he was finally able to return to because right. he was essentially living in exile through the eighties, right? And so he uh, would have been able to talk about it honestly. But you know they right. can kind of like we've kind of we just have like where it's like no you've rewritten your 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 recollections right. of that thing now. at this point right. the lie has become the truth for you right and everybody right. else is like are you are you kidding like yeah. this is the most obvious thing in the history of mankind what are we what are we talking about here right now important to also point out that uh, that Carrier then took that version of Washa's script and rewrote a third. Right. The actual yeah. shooting script is something that Carrier uh, rectified to uh, to uh, film uh, yeah. away from. So so they pull back. They pull back. Maybe. Well, but you can kind obviously... of feel it too. Like I mean, it feels like right. Carrier's like style. It feel. It, I don't know. It just you can feel it. Uh, it just it's there's some real there. Carrier stuff in here, right? Um, you know. Understanding understanding Carrier through like the discrete charm of the bourgeoisie and the tin drum, I think we right. can we can see. You some can of definitely it. see, yeah. Like there's yeah. just enough absurdity, like this that sort right. of like right. in here yeah. that yeah, you can just feel it. People's Obviously, reactions Bunel to and Waja are going for different things. Now it's also important uh, to understand um, that the Polish view of the French Revolution. Uh, good and bad was that the French revolution was the mother revolution of the Russian revolution. And that their understanding of the French revolution is always by Waja's talk and by the other background material here. Uh, the Polish understanding of the French revolution is always looking through it historically through the lens of the Soviet revolution. Yeah. Um, makes sense. And, that maybe becomes an interesting thing with the fact that he's working with a French screenwriter and a film that is sponsored by the French government and uh, has a half-French cast. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it makes sense because you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but, like, even, like, there's... There's an obvious clear and, and, and very, you can just draw the lines between sort of, you know, from the you know 18th century through like 19th century right. revolutions of like, there, you know, is, you know, is this just a very clear like lineage of like, well, these are the, you know, these revolutions and who was inspiring who and, and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of all right. just out right. there. Right. Yeah. The, uh, 
the stated purposes of the French and American revolutions of, of freedom and liberty uh, inspired a lot of revolutions that, uh, you know, well, you know, we've talked about the Haitian revolution in the past, and that'll be in the news again this week, where, right. <laughs> where they specifically cited the French and American revolutions in order to revolt against France particularly, and America sort of generally, and also... Uh, America and France have spent the last 200 years punishing them for that. Right. And and yeah, uh, I mean, well, I mean, we yeah. the, the that 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 fact is like one of those key factors in understanding that the both the Ameri- the French and the American Revolution are failed revolutions. Like right. they are they are right. not they were not successful. Uh they did not accomplish well, they may have been successful in accomplishing the goals of the people who did them, but they certainly did not accomplish what Right, people would you know, like a thing that's fascinating about this movie that I I don't know if this is Waja's intended purpose or not. I kind of imagine it has to be. Waja spends a lot of time with our two main characters engaged in this you know, uh, Danton's like constantly he's the he's the voice of the people. This very rich, uh, like dude who like kind of a glutton and claims to be the voice of the people throughout the movie. Rose Pierre doesn't claim to be the voice of the people in the movie, but also claims to be helping the people. And then every so often, Wajo will just cut to an actual, the people. Right. Like just looking just so incredibly downtrodden, just doing right. the worst fucking job. Like there's a person cleaning the fucking guillotine. Yeah. Like multiple people. And it's like, and it's always interspersed with like one of them being, you know, with like then I'm being like, I speak for the people, and then there'll be this like, uh, like a person having to like just sweep up shit, and it's like right, right, and not like it's very and good. like nothing. There's nothing wrong with having to sweep up shit, but there is a problem when when you're very clearly not being paid very well for it, and you don't look very happy about it, right? Frankly, right, Danton. This movie does not back away from Danton's uh, myriad. Uh, problems well it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't right go ahead it doesn't make there is certainly a lot going on that is not made explicit in this film uh and uh you know part of that is uh the build-up to the haitian revolution too right Right. and and france's continual colonialism of of the east indies of the caribbean uh while the revolution is taking place right? right uh but um but because of that and some other things going on, uh, there were outside forces. Uh, the The British were trying to quell the rebellion, um, and other other European powers. You know, there are there are things going on uh, that don't get mentioned in the film outright. Right. But one thing, but things that do get mentioned are that Danton uh, is, while he grew up poor, is uh, profiting off of the revolution and is living a comfortable life. And that's right. part of part of Danton's whole thing is that he doesn't believe that you should you should live an uncomfortable life uh in the course of the revolution. Uh even as a heck of a lot of people are still living very uncomfortable lives. Right. Right, right. Not, yes. Yeah. I mean it, like he is, the, go ahead, sorry. He's raising himself up without uh you know, raising up everybody. Right. right. Uh, if you think poverty is a revolutionary virtue, join Robespierre, he says to someone directly. Uh, 
But, right. Uh, I, I, yeah, and and definitely Watch It doesn't pull punches on that. I mean, like I I guess like right. It it is more. It's obviously more on the side of Don Van Han than like maybe the original the original book was. But it I, doesn't paint him. I wouldn't say that it necessarily paints him as like the greatest dude on earth. But right, I wonder how much of that is Carrier putting stuff back in. Uh, yeah, I could see that too. If Wajo was wholly on Danton's side, and wholly on this uh, portrayal of Danton as the leader of solidarity, uh, as the the Polish movement. Um, and a direct stand-in to someone he obviously respected and thought was right. And then Carrier sort of comes back to to put back in a little bit of the reality. Yeah, put a little that, bit of nuance on it. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Danton's also not great. But at the same time, it does seem like a lot of... Some of the background material, the the longer bonus feature that I don't know if you, you got yeah, that's to watch. Yeah, I couldn't I get told to you it. you probably I didn't, didn't time, need to. Yeah. But the uh, the guy who plays uh, Bourdon uh, is talks in that one about how all revolutions are the same, and how they all <laughs> they're all failures basically, um, because they all just end in violence. And and we talked about stuff like that with uh, you know years ago with uh, the leopard, you know, right? How, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So many so many of these revolutions uh, don't actually change the power right. structures. They just change who's in charge of the power structures, right? And that and, was true and, of the yeah, American yeah, Revolution we, and the French Revolution and, a well, lot and really of of the Russian Revolution, right? And, and actually, and, when we we got into it with the leopard, and we could get into it again with yeah. this if we want to, is that in a lot of times doesn't even change who's in charge of the power structures by very much, right? Like, right, but it right. is it is a half step over at at most, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> Danton is profiting. He's eating better than anyone else in Paris. By, by, by leaps and bounds, right? Like By leaps and bounds, yeah. Uh, and, you know, he is also, you know, that whole dinner sequence takes place in, like, a restaurant. And uh, historically, this would have been as as restaurants were sort of first getting popular in Paris, right? Right. Um and sort of fancy meals at at a at a place instead of, you know, street vendors selling sausages right or, or having your own kitchen staff at home and right yeah. right right right, um, so yeah you know it's because they couldn't film in Poland because no one was allowed to congregate in Poland yeah more than four That's, people in one place yeah. Four or more people in one place is an illegal assembly in Poland. Uh, turns out that is actually uh, the law in Ohio, too. Uh, four I or mean, more people is the statutory yes. definition of a riot in Ohio is four or more people come together to create a public nuisance or any worse crime. Are, are you so. surprised that, uh, that, that, that our very oppressive... Uh, political regime mirrors the behavior of other very oppressive political regimes no i'm not at shocking all. uh there are currently laws in ohio trying to be passed that would make that worse uh that uh well that yeah because now you'd be felony. able to hit him with a car yeah right well yeah anti-protest bills that uh one felonize a lot of common protest uh things like uh blocking traffic instead of a misdemeanor is now a no felony uh 
or would be under <laughs> if these laws get passed. Uh, but also things like uh, uh, they don't change the definition of what a riot is, but they make a riot much more. Uh, essentially, your <laughs> the laws would allow anyone to react to a riot uh, with deadly force and get away with it, uh, be it with their car or a gun. Uh, which means, because of the statutory definition of a riot in Ohio, that anyone who encounters four or more people could just uh, go on a come together spree. to be a come together to be a public nuisance. Could go on a justified shooting spree. Right. Uh, I mean, to be like, fair, if we're gonna play this, if we're gonna play our put our cards on the table, that's already essentially legal in Ohio. If the right, right people right. are shooting the right people, well, that is already completely legal. Yeah, well, this means that means just makes it this, easier. It makes it makes it easier for all the lawyers involved to make that to keep that legal. Right, right, right. None of those pesky concerns that some jury might like actually have a moment of clarity or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it Ohio doesn't have. Well, it does actually now have a stand your ground law, but but for years we didn't. But we had what was called the Castle Doctrine, which is that you can defend your home with deadly force right. but ohio's castle doctrine was slowly expanded to say oh uh well also your car and also your loved one's car so so you could right. be justified in using deadly force to protect your girlfriend's <laughs> mazda yeah and uh <laughs> i mean this will make yeah, it much it's easier all, i mean it, it's like, all very it, bad. it will anyway like, i i only bring, i only say that because it's like it's already so easy to get away with murder right 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 in america so that, i am, like i am ugh. not meaning to try to say that uh 1980s martial law poland was as bad as current day ohio but we uh we're on our way i so, mean um, i think we're we're you know, to be interesting to like in the to end to be fair to i can still math. i can still openly communicate with someone on the other side of the planet uh, which, for now, for now. Whereas, whereas Carrie and Waja could not communicate this is very with true. each other on opposite you are, sides. You of are Europe. correct about that. So uh, that is true. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> but I was, I did find it funny when Waja was talking about uh, four people being in illegal. <laughs> right, assembly. and you're like, and wait, wait a that, that's that is that's here. true here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so they couldn't make the movie in Poland, so they right. moved. They moved to to France to do it, which allowed them, you know, to film on location for. Which is all. Uh, I mean, it all plays stuff. well for the movie, right? Like the movie is. Yeah. Like like the, the, the sets and everything are really nice in this movie. The convention scenes are filmed in the National Assembly. Well, exactly. Like they yeah. got access to the actual space, right? Um, and no, when they, they couldn't, they were able to go to places when they when like that you looks, know the architecture right. no longer matched, uh, like they were able like to find small towns and stuff that they could, which is all very right. neat. Like it's all like right. The the means that the look of the film is impeccable. Like it just looks yes. It looks it gives the impression that some Hollywood studio spent billions of dollars building sets, when right. in reality what happened is we went to France and shot. In French places, <laughs> right, right, right. Which is really, it's um, just neat because it, it means that yeah, it's all very, it's very impeccable. It just looks right. Everything just looks nice that way. Yeah. 
Uh, so the French president uh, did not like this film. <laughs> but wa- but Waja describes him as skillfully avoiding offering opinion on the film. <laughs> uh, whereas uh, a lot of French press reacted very kindly to the film. In fact, it won a Caesar Award. The, yeah, the French I, I can Academy that. Awards. Yeah. Um, but occasionally they would say, well, this wa- this part wasn't historically accurate or whatever. They would offer a, a line of criticism. And the otherwise glowing French reviews had that one line of criticism pulled out of it to essentially block the Polish premiere. Three months, right. three yeah, weeks I mean, after the exactly. Paris premiere was the Polish premiere. And they, they tried to blacklist, uh, well, I mean, probably successfully blacklisted Wadja. Yeah, it right? sounds like Because they did. he didn't return to Poland until 1989. Right. But, but let's uh, be, let's be, like, you know, that's always, but that's that that's all just like, we're just, like, we're justifying. We don't even need to actually justify this. Like, if we just right, wanted right, to, right, like, we right. could. Like, it's just, you know, that's all just, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting anecdotal, anecdotally. It's just like. Yeah, of course. the The party in the middle, in the middle of the the thing that you're recording about doesn't want to show your movie, especially right. if it's on right. the side of the people who aren't in charge right now. Uh, <laughs> right. Like right. it's like, yeah. I mean, of course. Like, of course. Like, Waja didn't actually believe it was going to premiere in, in Poland. There's no way he believed that that was going to happen. Like zero chance well, he was like, as... actually, I think it's going to come out and be a huge success in the theaters and the place where we can't put more than four people in the same place. As long as he maintains that this movie isn't a movie about current Polish politics, right. even yeah, though I... he had just made movies about current Polish, <laughs> Polish politics. Polish politics, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, no, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, number one, like, could you see a movie in Poland at the time? I don't think you could. Yeah. Uh, but even if you seem could, like you you really could. But maybe. Uh, but even if you could, like of course they're not going to share. Like this is like this is like the reverse of the of the Nazi thing we always complain about, where you're like, where the where they're like, oh, we think this is about us, and so we're going to block it. And, and this one is the opposite of that. It's like we know this is about us, so we're going to block it. <laughs> right, right. Like you're saying it's right, not, but right. like let's be serious here. Yeah. Uh, and they were right this time. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the, uh, that's all the I'm oppressive saying. totalitarian force was, was actually correct, correct in the fact that this, that this a... movie is about them. Like, and of course, yeah. didn't show it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Waja publicly denied the parallels, and and even was like, "Oh, the play this is based on is from 1932. It can't be about current political climate." <laughs> Right, which, right. Well, it's, which I love. I love Waja, but I got to do a stupid bad voice for for that one. Cause, yeah, no, uh, it's like it's the worst excuse. It's and it's like, obviously a false, a false yeah, thing. Yeah, it's Waja. like well, yeah, and, 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 you know, the film historian's like, of course, it's about the fucking Polish Revolution. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's just it's that whole the whole sort of lineage of this movie in that way is really fascinating to think about, just because, like, um, the, what's what is interesting to me is that like. Is the fact that you uh, you point out it might be Carrier, but like either way, the fact that like Dan, there's kind of no good guy in this movie. Like, right, Danton right, is right. better in theory because he's not murdering people. But even then, the movie doesn't play that hand completely in the sense that like it is very easy to also watch the performance, uh, you know, of Robespierre and and understand 
that this right. is a, is a misguided person, like a person right. doing bad things for reasons that they believe are very important. Right. Like and Robespierre also yeah. has like that that traditional like morality play thing where he is physically ill because right, of yeah. the things he is doing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's eating bread and water, and he's like physically right. ill. And he's like sweaty in bed when we're introduced to him and in his final scene. Right. Right. And and, and it, it's a fascinating choice because it, it whether or not whoever you know. Even if it's in the in the script, like Waja chose to still put it in the movie, that like right, you're right. you're left with this like you kind of come to this understanding at least as far as what has to be to a certain extent Waja's view that like there's maybe kind of ba- getting back to like Waja's sort of like anti-Soviet pro-Marxist thing where it's like this comes from some deeper maybe some deeper positive place, but it's so corrupted and fucked up at this point that it's meaningless. Right. You know what I mean? That like, yeah. that he's kind of put into <clears throat> Rose Pierre. Um, I mean, accurately. Right. And another, Rose murdered another aspect. People. Right. Well, yeah. Also, as Carrier points out, the terror killed 8,000 and the counter revolution of putting down, the revolution killed eighty thousand. Right, so, right. Like, yeah, that's also yeah. I mean, we 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 call it the terror, but a lot more people died. Well, that's uh, the way that to that's put the way Napoleon that sort of back in power. Always even works. before Napoleon came back in right. came into power. Uh, but that yeah, is to that put, is legitimately always the way that stuff works. To quell the re, to quell the republic killed magnitudes more people. Right. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, uh, it is interesting. Where this movie doesn't pull punches on Danton, uh, you know, it does. It's very upfront that, you know, we even get a, uh, we get these pans across, and that this is obviously where Waja is on board with what what we are, are interpreting the movie to say, and I can't say that is Carrier just Carrier's script influence because Waja is the he's the director, he's the one making. Yeah, these I mean, decisions. he's making right. this movie, so. So we pan through like the prisons that are not just aristocrats, right? They are commoners sleeping on, uh, sleeping on hay, in, uh, in cages where there's hundreds of people, right? Right. Uh, and that's you know what the terror was was, you know, that uh, the higher ups, Danton and Robespierre both. Mm-hmm. Uh, were convinced that there were counter-revolutionaries everywhere and just denouncing anyone for anything at any time. Uh, and, you know, we get that guy who grabs Danton in, in the, uh, through the prison bars. You mean the, be- what, the second the best end. character in the movie? A second best character in the movie who grabs Danton and spits in his face and, and says, oh, how, how fitting that the man who designed the committee should be killed by the committee, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's the happiest point in the movie. Like, it's my favorite part. Like, it's it's the happiest <laughs> right. I was for the entire movie. Like, you know, because I already know Robespierre's going to die. Like, I mean, I know how that all works out. So it's like, right, man's man's like <laughs> right. death's door right. already right. anyway. So it's fine. Uh, yeah, you know. Now, <laughs> I suppose from the end of this movie, important to point out, Robespierre did not die of whatever fever he has put no, himself I know. I am, into. I am well aware uh, of how he... Robespierre died. Robespierre also yeah. died by the sword that he helped make. Uh, 100%. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, 
that's your favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the movie, I I put firmly onto Carrier. Uh, there is a scene where they are, uh, where the committees are arguing to arrest Anton, and the head of the secret police says, "I can't do that. It's illegal." Yes. No. And there's that- some really good scenes like that. It's like, like, oh, I mean, the, if you, the funny thing, okay, real talk. I understand that this is about what's happening in Poland at the time. Right. Totally. But the fact that, like, the things that are, like, these things are so easily transported onto any, almost any modern governance in, in the world is, is so beautiful. Like, a secret police officer saying, oh, I can't do that. That's illegal is is so. <laughs> it's very it's good. So, it's so perfect. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Like this man who just arrests people in the middle of the night and throws them in jail with no trial is like, I, I mean, that's not part of my purview. Uh, yeah. It's just so fucking. So yeah, good. it's very good. Um, yeah. You know, this movie does go out of its way to to draw or create more overt Soviet parallels. Like that scene where Rose Pierre is talking to the artist who is a wholly invented character and says, yeah, uh, paint that guy out is obviously uh, it's Stalin. the most Soviet Trotsky thing in the entire from, movie. Yeah. 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 Um, He's a traitor so yeah. anyway. Get rid of him. Right, right. So obviously, you know, it, it it ratches it up that every so often, right? Because that is not, like I said, that's wholly created and created for the movie, as I understand it, too. I don't believe, I don't believe David exists as a character in the play. Yeah, I feel um, like there was at least one part in the behind the, in the sort of like documentaries that associated with the movie that was like, oh, yeah, no, that's all, that's all just watch out. That's just... Yeah. Or whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, there is an interview with Carrier uh, that I mentioned already, I think. Uh, but but he, it's very interesting hearing from him. One, because we've seen so many of his movies and haven't heard from him uh, in bonus features that I can recall. Yeah, I don't think but, so. Uh, yeah. But the way he talks about how he approached the movie is really interesting to me. Uh, first off, he, he talks about uh, how period pieces are always about the present, right? that the past is the fruit of the present he says uh it's always the present that writes the past um that this film says more about 80s europe than it says about the french revolution and that us talking about this viewing this 25 years on um and he says 25 years so that interview at least should should be taking place about about 2010 um that us viewing it you know we we take who we are today in seeing this movie even right so so we've got to we've got to view the movie by what it says about 80s europe not about what it says about 1790s france but also understand that what we interpret it as saying about 80s europe is how we view <laughs> Right. How we're viewing the right, movie. True. Right, true. But what, it, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, not to, like, derail our conversation about Carrier, but, like, also what it does help to illustrate the fact that, like, uh, things change but also don't, like, right. so right. easily right. and right. clearly Obviously. throughout time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carrier says he had always refused to make a French Revolution film uh, prior because he didn't want to make one with a French director because I Carrier that. says... They had. They would have read the same history, read the same books, and had the same perspective. I don't think that's actually accurate, uh, because obviously, I don't think w- that within 
France, there is a a single view of what the French Revolution means. I don't know. I mean, like, I um, don't. Yeah, I don't know enough about France. I, you don't think there's a hegemonic sort of like this is what we teach our kids in school about the French Revolution? I mean, there's probably something hegemonic in what children are taught, but in right. what adult, I don't know. Because yeah, but, there okay, is... but what you're taught as a child is really essential, right? Like, yeah, right. Uh, that's true of American adults also. Like, you can go read. Right like the actual stories about the American Revolution, but what percentage of Americans do that? That's fair. No, that's like, very fair. Your average American doesn't bother to dig into that. Therefore, your average American is going to have a very specific view of the American Revolution, which could include directors, because not that's every fair. director you know, that's has fair. read a like alternative view of the American Revolution. Right. I don't know. I just don't know what French schools right. are like. I don't. I can and imagine any, French schools being American... very dogmatic. I, that's easy to imagine. Right. Any American director seeking to make a film about the American Revolution would be more than likely within that hegemonic view anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, so, like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Right. You so, can definitely see okay. a rogue, like a rogue director making a non-hegemonic view version, but, like, that's going to be the rarity, not the, the norm. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, Carrier talking about it is different. is is interesting that he only wanted to do it because Waja was in charge, even though this was a French sponsored production. It happened that uh, the French picked Waja to make it because the Socialist Party was in charge at the time in France, and at the time of the two hundredth anniversary of the of the revolution, and they decided that they wanted to uh, they wanted Waja to make this film because he had made you know those previous films that were so great you know canal right. in a generation I mean, yeah and all i mean that. And, it all makes sense like i mean i could see if a right. different party not choosing that route right but like like oh Certainly. right uh, like 100 percent. but it's also like you know like boy man who's a good choice to make a movie about the politics of revolution maybe we should get that guy who makes movies about the politics of revolution right 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 you know it seems like a good choice yeah yeah, I do think it's a very interesting choice to sort of have Robespierre and his ilk all portrayed by Polish actors and Danton and and his side of things by French actors. Uh, it was very interesting for me to learn that that was really just a practical thing, not right, right, but not an idealistic choice, ideological choice, very like. <laughs> I, right. I would hesitate to apply it over the entire Polish, like, situation at the time just because, like, then it's, like, then you'd be implying that, like, oh, you know, the the, the Solidarity Party is more like the French. And, and like, right, right. that has weird implications that don't exactly make sense. But the idea that these two groups of people are so far away from each other and understanding that they are literally speaking different languages is a really fascinating right. thing to do in a movie. Right, right. Oh, these and the, group, they the practic- cannot understand each other. Right. The practic- the practical element of it was that uh they hired uh uh Zoniak to play Robespierre because he had played Robespierre in in the the play version of this. But he was such a ornate, well-respected Polish actor and he didn't speak any French. So they just decided to make all the people who would be around him normally 
through more the majority of the film. Right. Yeah. Played by Polish actors so that they could all act in Polish and then be overdubbed in French. Yeah, and yell at each other appropriately, right? right? Like be able to right. all and yell like at each- Right. Yeah. Right. Without having to translate lines between between right. takes. Or just right. have them all shout watermelon at each other all the time or something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um yeah. And really, you know, we get that one scene of Danton and Robespierre meeting is is basically the only time the two of them share screen. Um, right, and, and that and Robespierre hardly talks right. during that scene anyway. Like it's right. it's, it's right. almost entirely Danton's right. scene. Right. I also found it interesting that that Waja talks about how uh, the French actors uh, coming to see the Polish actors do their bit were surprised at how. Uh, Boisterous, I guess. Yeah, very, the, very emotive. Uh, the Polish actors yeah. were very emotive, um, which I guess uh, I don't they know. Put but that he's up like to a cultural difference of Waja puts that up to a cultural difference of how they were acting. I wonder how much of that was just the French actors assuming that the Polish actors wouldn't be able to act at all. Um, uh, I, I imagine uh, there's probably it's probably a little bit of both. Um, yeah, it, you know, I don't, I don't know what '80s uh, French film was like off the top of my head. I could see them maybe yeah. where they were going through a, a like oh understated theater is the best phase maybe I don't know right like oh maybe we don't yell under, at our scenes anymore understated French stuff is always uh, always the films we end up watching so right right maybe. and it's, but you know <laughs> I, but we you know we get we do every so often get pretty big acting in French films it, it like who knows I imagine it's right. par- a little bit of both like it could also be that weird phenomenon that happens. Uh, with human beings where it's like, oh, that person's yelling in another language, therefore they are 10 times scarier and bigger voiced than like if they were yelling in my language. You, you know what I mean? Right. There's this thing that happens when people are like, you know, it just happens where you're like, oh, because I don't understand what they're saying, I'm mentally amplifying how intense it is when actually they're no more angry or less angry than a person I could understand at this time is. Right. It's a right. it's a thing, and so it may have just been also that just pure perception, like oh they're they are like wow they're like so like loud and yelling so hard, and it's like oh actually they're not, and then and then yeah. he talks about like oh well, the French actors had to like meet them at their at at that level, I'm like I've seen I have seen French actors like tear into each other like this is not like the right. first time we've right. seen this level of acting for French actors, yeah. Uh, I really love just like the final 20 minutes or so of this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one, just the way they filmed Danton's beheading, uh, panning down as the blade drops, panning past uh, the platform and to the bucket of the blood dripping right, and yeah. the head hitting, head hitting the basket. Um, and then back up, and you know they do as Danton demands. They show his head to the crowd, um, and then we cut to to inside uh, with uh, uh, Saint Just. I think is the the guy's name. Yeah, uh, I think Louis so, yeah. de Saint Just, um, telling Robespierre that he needs to become the dictator now. Right. And what Rose what Robespierre says there is just. I mean, the most the most human moment for Robespierre throughout the entire film, I think, but I feel that everything I've lived for has collapsed forever. 
the revolution has taken a wrong turn. And while he's feverish in bed, he, he you know, he's staring into the camera when he says the next part. Mm-hmm. I no longer know what I'm saying. You admit a dictatorship is needed. That means the nation is unable to govern itself, and democracy is only an illusion. I'm crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great delivery, and it's like, Right. Insert Waja talking to the to the uh, audience. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. But and then, then he's to, visited by to, the ghost of Christmas past, in the form right, of a small cut, child who comes and re- reads the back. articles of the revolution right. or whatever it was. To yeah, forget what they're called. Yeah, yeah, who has memorized the articles of the revolution? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, calling him the ghost of Christmas past is is perfect. But but also interesting that this is a child who has had the articles of the revolution beaten into him. Yeah, like no, his, yeah, like his it's, it's a wild thing. It. it is. Yeah, it is a okay. So I went and looked up the proper slaps name. his hand. It doesn't. Yeah, doesn't the Declaration of Rights of Man and, and of the Citizen. Yes. Uh, the right. idea that you would like, I'm aware of how education functions in, in right. throughout quite a bit of you know of hi- in history, and right. I am well aware that this is exactly how you teach children the art you know the articles of the Declaration of the Rights of Man and of the Citizen. <laughs> but boy, is it is it like. It is always jarring to watch a person having essentially receiving like capital punishment every time they fail to dis- to accurately say <laughs> something to the effect of all men are created equal. All women are created equal. No, slap your hand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just it's it's I mean, rhetorical like, you know, movie rhetorical Rhetorically yeah. speaking, it's it's, it's a great way good. to do it, like to get the the point across very quickly. Right. Oh, right. we're gonna we're, we're just going gonna to... beat this child who gets this wrong a lot. Yeah. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's essentially the terror, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, boils it down. Real I mean, quick. it's it's basically all of the history of modern politics. <laughs> but yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, just sometimes more overtly than others, and as Carrier points out. A lot fewer people died during the terror than died. Right, exactly. After. It's the morale of the terror. Right. It's the the moral of the terror and the thing that followed right after it. Like, right. Lo and behold, right. yeah. Uh, right. And it was, it was after after the republic was quelled, uh, is when the French decided to retake Haiti, and failed so spectacularly that they left the Western Hemisphere. That is, what? I know it's outside the realm of this movie, but if that is a piece of history, I want you to come away from knowing the, this. It is one the of the most Haitians, important things in history. The Haitians that has ever kicked France's ass so hard that the French were like, "Hey, America, do you want to buy Louisiana from us? Uh, we don't want to do like, this anymore. We don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> we're taking our ball and we're going home. Right? Yeah. So." Anyway. Actually, it's more like we're going to sell you our ball and then we're going to go home. <laughs> right, uh, right, right, right. Please, please give us a good deal on our ball. <laughs> yeah. We'll take almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And then they tried to charge the Haitians for the war. Well, no. I mean, didn't, didn't, try. didn't try. Then they successfully charged Did. the Haitians for with the, the war. With the help of America. Uh, uh, with the help of America and Chase Manhattan. Uh, actually, it was Citibank. It wasn't Chase Manhattan. Like, yeah. they're all but the anyway. same fucking thing. It doesn't yeah. even matter. But, yeah. Oh, wait. The bank commit is is complicit in war crimes? Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm yeah. shocked. Uh, the history of uh, Haiti is uh, terrible, and yeah. mostly because it is America and France being terrible to Haiti repeatedly, over and over again, uh, for 200 years, and continuing to today, I am sure. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. I like also from the Waja stuff in the interview of his... Uh, his view of what makes the movie success is whether or not the audience connects with it. And he talks, he, he dismissively says, you know, some other directors think that you can make a movie that's ahead of the audience that eventually they'll get. And Washa says, uh, essentially just says, yeah, that's a failure. If you've, if you've made a movie that the audience doesn't get yet, you, you right, haven't right. made a movie. You've, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm so on that, board. I'm on board for for a lot of his filmmaking philosophy. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very interesting. It was actually I I think I misspoke earlier. I said it was the actor who played Bodin who had said that all revolutions were the same. Um, that was actually the actor who played David. Uh, the guy who played Bodin did say some interesting things in that documentary. He said, uh, uh, "That this is a movie about betrayal and how commonplace betrayal is. We betray ourselves and each other every day." Um, and he, he finished off his section with saying that he believes that, uh, truth is the most dangerous thing to any tyrant, which is very idealistic. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> uh, today, today at least, and I don't think the past was all that different, uh, through the majority of it, truth is not dangerous to the tyrant as long as, uh, the lies have, have equal footing. <laughs> In the public right, right. sphere, truth is not actually dangerous. Uh, anyway, what the what the guy who played David said was that uh, he doesn't believe that any revolution can make positive change; that it can only destroy. Um, and I think that's interesting in the the concept of the film of Danton coming to the belief late that that this revolution can only destroy. But also, Robespierre specifically says, if we don't kill Danton, the revolution is over. If we kill Danton, the revolution is over. Right. right. Um, and obviously, you know, if if the guy, if I think David might be a British, might be a French actor, but uh, I could be wrong on that. But in any case, if he's got the view of the French revolution through the Soviet revolution and belief that those two revolutions are the same and that what's acting, what's happening in Poland at the time is just another version of that same thing. Um, I will caveat that I feel that he talks about revolution, meaning violent revolution. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know that nonviolent revolution is, necessarily possible yeah, i mean it's certainly uh, but, not a thing that people have experience with um right right um and i will say that you know even the haitian revolution was very violent but it was it was not the haitians who introduced violence to that situation well it's, it's so, yeah it's also we'll worth we'll noting that that, that you know, the the Haitian Revolution is one of those overthrowing really your enslavers, right? It's right. one of those really special moments right. in time where there's legitimately just a good guy and a bad guy, and you <laughs> right. don't need right. to like, you don't have to play that game of like figuring out who's the worst guy. 
Yeah. It doesn't yeah. happen a lot in history, but sometimes it does. Yeah. And it's always, when, uh, you know, nice to see. When your revolutionary sides are the the bad guys <laughs> saying, hey, you're not humans, and the good guys saying, hey, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's, well, exactly. Well, turns exactly. Out, it, it's, it turns it's out there's good and bad sides. Yeah, yeah. It make it make it is it is nice because it is it is one of those moments where you're like, wow. In this one instance, I have perfect moral clarity. Right. I have no right. have no issues here at all. I do not need to uh, think about it very hard at all. Um, yeah. Unlike was, you know yeah. most of the other revolutions we've mentioned so far, where the sides are, hey, your oppression is enslaving us, and we want to be the enslavers. So right. Fuck or off. or at best, the best version of that being, <laughs> hey. We, the slightly less powerful enslavers, are being oppressed by you. Like you know what I mean? It's like right. that. Like we, we, the bourgeoisie, are being oppressed by you, the, the aristocrats. Right. Right. Uh, right. We right. want to be the ones in charge. Like it's like, and like the movie yeah. does talk about. Like that's where I get back into like Waja can't. I don't think Waja can a hundred percent commit to the idea of like. That's why he, more telling than anything, about his views of both. Don, Danton and Robespierre is the fact that there are a lot of very normal people in this movie right. who very clearly are at best the revolution is making their lives worse. Right. But neither right. version of them, Danton's or Robespierre's, would be making their lives better. Right. It is it is one 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 part of the bourgeoisie fighting with another part of the bourgeoisie for who gets to be the ones in charge of this place it's yeah. you know what i mean and and, and waja does want you to take I, I cannot believe he doesn't want you to take that away from it like it's like right it's just there's too many scenes where there's just people clearly suffering and they're not necessarily suffering because of the terror they're suffering because all the people at t- on top none of them speak for the people actually they're right. all just various iterations of the same thing rose pierre wants power Danton wants creature comforts, sure, but they still want they want to be in positions of prestige. Right. Uh, None right. of them are suggesting that that person in the movie, like they, like we see the we see the like that the 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 staff at the their various houses and stuff abused in various ways. Like we see that like none of them are going to elevate the common people that they that we see in the movie to positions of authority. They're all lawyers and politicians, right. like every single one of them. Or even just the people slightly below them. Like when Danton uh, is preparing for his meeting with Robespierre and wants them to clear the room or clear the building. Right? Yeah, no, and, absolutely. And like it's... this pit bull, this pit bull of a man goes and kicks everyone out violently, right? right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's it, we see that like, yeah, that like even in the in the like in the heart of this, there's still a clear sense of hierarchy, right? And there is there is some symbolism, I'm sure, to the fact that he clears out uh, some gamblers, some pe- some people having a seance, uh, and uh, I don't know the the last one is like this weird multicultural, like like to draw a parallel to say he's he's clicked he's kicked out the financiers. And the uh, and the religious, uh, but then the the music room doesn't really fit into no. Uh, I mean, I guess any maybe, sort of I mean, parallel except in a weird for way, like, but it's very clear or, that like I guess 
they also get rid of the people who are actually trying to uh, be uh, multicultural. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, and I think it's it's it is it is a little bit of a. I think more than anything, it's probably meant to be a little bit of a just in general at a, a jab on the idea that like Danton doesn't actually want the people right. to. He have, wants to get rid of. Yeah, like he doesn't want this. He wants thing to get rid of the good and the bad. Yeah, right. He right. he doesn't right. want that. Like he talks about essentially transparency and like being beholden to the people, but he doesn't want that either. Like not really. It's all all this is still going to happen in secret. Like it's all going to be. It's right. all still just backroom dealings and shit. Even with Danton, it's you know. It, he it, wants it, to talk it, fast and he just quail. Right. That's, well, actually, I mean, he eat wants. his quail for a minute and throw it on the floor. Um, yes. Which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't help but admire the cucumber shaped like an alligator. I mean, that was pretty neat. I, I, I love it. I love. Let's take a detour where because like that kind of cooking became very popular again in like the 70s and stuff where you like this like. Yeah. And like every so often you see it even in like modern like cooking shows and stuff where it's like. I am obsessed with the idea of like I need to go. I don't want it to be pretty. I want it to look like a a, a child's rendition of an animal. This is what I want. Uh, it's it's beautiful to me. Yeah. Um, and then we're right. gonna eat it. But are they were they ever planning on eating it? Because there is. I mean, like the let, the bread crock. I think is is very common for food at the time. Of. Uh, of this box made of bread that is really only a serving container. Right. Well, they weren't going to eat. No, they were not going to eat the box. Uh, They were probably going to eat the fish. What I'm saying is that, uh, like, let's be clear here. Danton, the actual Danton was famous for his appetites and absolutely would have eaten that. Right. Right. Like, right. And, and, and they do a decent job of make, of getting that across in this movie, but they just kind of probably just didn't have it enough time and space to have him also just be a glutton throughout the movie. Right. Unless unless they went full like near comedy and he just always had a chicken leg in his hand. Oh man. Carrier probably wrote that. Carrier would have written that. Yeah, you now would have shot it. Yeah. But Carrier would have written right, it. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if there's just yeah, Dan Tom walking around constantly like there's yeah. always just a plate of food just at a, hand for him all the time. Just a huge turkey leg. Oh taking a bite off of it as he speechifies and yeah, swinging yeah, it in the air yeah, like a absolutely. baton. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. No, it's it's in that whole scene is interesting to me because, you know, it's, it sort of starts out with Dan Tom tempting Robespierre to his to his creature comfort interpretation right. of, of power um and then you know the the bit where Robespierre takes or not Robespierre uh Danton takes Robespierre's hands and puts them on his neck right like if you're going to kill me you have to you have to do it not not the machine you have to do it um which of course does not actually happen, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, that... yes and no, right? Because um, I, I, you know, in the end, it does and it doesn't because Rosevier has to very specifically turn the machine at Danton. That's fair. Like the, the fair. machine is not going to itself. Let, let's be clear here. This is very much a movie interpretation. These kinds of the, like. 
this kind of machine was going to eat them all. Like it just was. Right. Like it. Right. it if it given enough time, it would have eaten every single one of them. But like it. It. Um. Yeah. In in this situation, the the point you know the point is that like Danton has to be purposely targeted by the by the machinery that that's been built here because it won't naturally just get him in time right like he's going to take right. the reins of power and then more than likely essentially go full rosebeer himself like we kind of can all see that that's where this is gonna right. probably head but like right. um, now, yeah i will say it is not inevitable i think that the terror crossed the point of no return it is not inevitable that violent revolution always Always ends with a comeuppance for the violent revolution. No, 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 no. What I, what I mean, maybe is, on a grand enough scale. Sure. What, what I mean but. is, like, very specifically, this like this level of violent, like, yeah. We, I mean, you see it like this, using Soviet Russia as its own version of that. Like, it won't get everybody. Don't get me wrong. Like, there are right. people who come out on top, but like this, like when things get this sort of dog eat dog, there's not a yeah. not a lot of the people vying for the top end up making it all the way through. Some do, but a lot of them don't. Uh right, because right. you know, they tend to become enemies eventually, right? Like it's just that I just you know what I mean. I think of the American Revolution and all of the smaller revolts that the American power structure immediately quelled in the decade. Oh after yeah. The no, no, I mean like the the American Revolution is is a very different animal than the French Revolution in a lot yeah. of ways. The American Revolution is almost a revolution in air quotes. <laughs> like it's right. a whole other it's a whole other animal. Like if, if nothing else, what, we as what Americans, actually revolved in the American Revolution is uh, maybe a question. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is like the American Revolution. We should all, as Americans, always understand that the American Revolution is the outlier in terms of like the things that happen because. We don't, you don't just, none of those things happen anywhere else ever. And they're not, and I'm not talking in a good way. I'm not talking about American exceptionalism. I'm talking about like, it's, it's just the sort of circumstances that like are part of it meant that like the, the, you know, the people they were revolting from's responses were weirder and different than everybody else's would have been in any other time and place. And like, the right. people revolting. Then even their own responses were to, to yeah, exactly. similar it's, it's, revolts against their power. Right. Yeah. It's just it's a weird one. It's yeah. just 100% weird. And then the American desire to essentially believe that it was the, it's the norm and then try to recreate it in other places out of a right. belief that it, it – uh, yeah. My point Without is – even, the, like, looking at their own history. Like, like all, of the, all of the seeds for the American Civil War were planted – when the American Revolution did not do what it should have done. Right, but keep in mind, it, the American Revolution, the chances that it would ever do what it was supposed to have done were exactly zero. Right, Be because right, it's a right. They bunch did what of, they set out to do. Bunch of, well, that's what I mean. Yes, right. absolutely. But like, right, right. Yeah, a, bunch of, a bunch of rich white dudes decide they're really <laughs> angry at these other rich white dudes across, because there's other rich white dudes <laughs> right. trying to make them pay taxes. And then they right. all decide to just throw a whole lot of poor people at the problem. Right. right. Uh, yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, in that sense, that is the classic model, but you know what I mean? It, it, it's, the American one's a weird one. It's just, it's just weird and nothing tracks. It, it is inevitable. Uh, but I think it is very interesting to, uh, 
to Carrier's view of this film that uh, that this stand-in for a localized uh, uh, Polish uh, Union revolt, general strike that was severely crushed, is uh, fictionalized into the French Revolution as viewed through the lens of the Russian Revolution, and we're using it to talk about the American Revolution yeah. is you know inevitable. Yeah, no, yeah, it all yeah. makes it all makes sense. It's it's also right. just like, you know, as we mentioned before, like it's all it's all the same thing. It just is. It's right, right, right. So, anyway, um, you know, and it's you know, Danton. Danton's a an interesting case here too, though, right? Because he's. It reminds me a little bit about our our nitpicks with uh, Peck and Paw's Straw Dogs, where the main character straw of Straw Dogs. Dogs, Straw Dogs, the main character is positioned as a uh, as a, a pacifist, and and the movie is about how pacifism is not a realistic oh right uh, course yeah, of yeah, action yeah. in the real world. Um, as as his home gets invaded, uh, right, and right, he is right. pushed to violence, but he was never really a pacifist. He was just a coward. Uh, but uh, uh, but Danton here is is as frequently pointed out in the movie the architect of the terror yeah uh, one of one of the co-architects of the terror uh, and then partway through gets to the level of comfort he thinks he can live in and decides he's done and the violence is bad yeah no totally I mean uh, he's he's a cla- he's a classic revolutionary like oh well right, I've got what right. I came what I joined for right. Uh, it's over, right? Like, we need to stop right. this. Absolutely. This is getting out of 100%. hand now. Right now, there's a chance that I'll lose the thing I got because you might murder me. And that is really, I think, one of the principal problems with any revolution is the idea that it ends. Right, and and that you know, and this is very clear in the Soviet satellite states through the 20th century. That and and particularly Waja's complaints about the Polish state is that the revolution has decided how far is appropriate and you will not go any farther. Right, right. Right. Well, yeah. So then, Waja, wants a, Raja, Waja wants a worker's paradise. The Soviets want a state-controlled central committee, right? Right. I mean, and, uh, and, and, in, and in many ways, right, like, the, you know, talking about Danton or something like that, like, the people who... The people who are in charge got what they wanted, and they're there now, right. and like, that's perfect. So it's so it's time to stop. We got to stop right. because we can't. We we are not going to lose what we've gotten. Like that's right. we don't key. We don't want the rest of you to be free. Yeah, right. We've got well, um, yeah, exactly. And we and presumably in the end, right? The answer is they never did. Right? Like it was. Right. I want to get what I want. Right. right. Now that I've got and, it, game's over. And as have I, you know, I'm I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. I I think that belief that there is an end of the line in, you know, in seeking justice, in seeking a a just world, belief that there is a finish line, is a bad framing, because right. there are always there will always be more steps to take us forward, right? And we've got right. to continue taking those steps. And once we, once we draw a line. And particularly once we draw swords to protect that line, we have uh, we have failed. 
Right. Uh, and, well, and, and what it, and not, not to like no true Scotsman the whole thing, but uh, that's kind of what I do at this point. Um, <laughs> right. Like you get to this thing where like, was any of those people who decided to draw that line ever really truly what they said they were right. In the sense that like, if your goal is to make a truly just society and then you, you get what you consider justice for yourself and then you try to stop the train. Right. Like, maybe at some point you I mean, believe what you said. Uh, maybe. But you certainly, by the time you get to the end of the road, no longer, like, you ima- you are incapable, you've become somehow incapable of extrapolating out that there might be people who d- haven't gotten the justice that they deserve because you got your, what yeah. you want. And well, so it's like, I well, do- I have to stop. I do think there are people. There are people who, in good faith, believe that once once they are free, everyone is free, even though right. Are I no mean, yeah, free. of course. I mean, there's good. There's people who, in good faith, believe a lot of things. Right, right. That's like right. I mean, um, legitimately. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. All I'm saying is continue. Cont- <laughs> Got to keep moving forward. Right, I mean, yeah, no, exactly. But the thing is, but, is that yeah. like moving forward contains risks. If you've already got what you want, moving forward contains a risk that that will involve you losing what you you were trying to get. Right, right. right. That like right. you might like there is that risk, like especially when you got there, when you got it through violent means. Is in your sort of Danton right. case, you run the risk, of like, well, you know, and Danton ends up being next, but like. Allowing the revolution to progress means that, at least as far as the movie's concerned, Danton can understand that, like, if this continues apace, I could be the next one on the chopping block. Like, right. I will, there's the chances that I will lose what I've gotten are equal to the chances that I will keep it at this point. It's, it's totally unpredictable, right? Right. Um, and that is, that is where, uh, hard to say traditional. But where where a sort of original understanding of Christian nonviolence uh, says you've got to t- stop that cycle of violence, which right, is why right. why that violence cannot continue. And and you know I I come at it from a person perspective, but certainly there are other there are other perspectives to reach that same con- conclusion. Is that the only way to to not be a victim of your own wheel of violence is to just destroy that wheel. Uh, to stop rolling that wheel, right? Stop utilizing that tool, right? But it's uh, also worth bearing in mind that if you stop using that tool after having used that tool to get everything you want, and then right. tell everybody else, "Oh, you're not allowed to use that tool. That tool is my tool." There's right, the the flip right, side right, of that right. is you end up being Danton, right? Like, right? You can't. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Once you, like, once you use the violence, you're going to end up coming to a violent end you live by that sword you die by that sword no matter how much you want to uh drop out unless you are actively uh right there's a actively repairing the damage you've already made which danton is not doing as well right right no that and that's that's the real point is that danton has a view of what danton's trying to create a danton paradise not a right not a people's paradise uh right 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 yeah yes Anyway, this is a fantastic movie. It really is. Really it's it. very, very good. I, I, I liked yeah. it a lot. Uh, I could watch this one again very easily, and be, partially because the movie has a lot in it, and like even paying 
trying to pay very close attention, you get the impression that like there's so much going on in some of those scenes where you're like, I should watch this again just because like people are yelling right. things that I missed. Right, right. Like there's subtlety in here that I probably missed. Like yeah. legitimately. Also, I should like, just read I mean, the French Revolution Wikipedia four more times and then try to watch it. We've talked about this entire thing without even talking about Desmoline, the uh, the the newspaper man right. character at all, and how how Robespierre is sympathetic to him and tries to save him by offering him the line of denounce Danton and and you won't be dead, basically. Um, right. And yeah, you know, it's. It's a very good, a very humanizing of of Robespierre, who, you know, as a uh, as someone educated in American public schools, Robespierre is a complete monster as far as well, right? The history yeah, I, mean, I was taught. Yeah, yeah me too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I enjoyed it because you know, to a certain extent, what was nice is like I I find the French Revolution every time I try to read about it, like utterly baffling, like. Yeah. I feel like I'm reading a bad fantasy novel where I'm like, there's too many characters in here <laughs> and they keep changing and like things happen that don't make any sense. Yeah. As, as already mentioned, there's a lot of forces in this particular moment of right. the French Revolution <laughs> yeah. that this movie does not cover yeah, for good yeah. reason. Right. Because, because like, I, I, I literally went to the Danton Wikipedia page, got like a paragraph or two and I was like, I give up. I don't. Yeah. Like you just, you just named 150 people <laughs> in like two paragraphs. Right. What's happening right. here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very silly. And all French Revolution Wikipedia articles are like that. And so I just, I always. Get yeah, it. there's just a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's just a lot of people doing stuff. Take a take a look at French French history period, and it's every every 10 to 20 years. That amount of people <laughs> creates a new government. Yeah, that amount of people and, just uh, starts fucking around, and before you know yeah. it, there's a whole new Wikipedia page. Right, right. Well, probably like 50 new Wikipedia pages. Ah, and that is the uh, the beauty and the ugliness of France. <laughs> I'm just glad I wasn't a French school child. That's all I can say. Like, because yeah, could you imagine? Like, woof. Like, this is this is a lot. What was it? What was it like? Um, uh, like it, when they were pitching the movie, like uh, wasn't it? Um, uh, Depardieu was like, uh, "I'll agree to put, do the movie if you tell me what the whole French Revolution thing was about." <laughs> right, right, right. And like, right. and like, Which, like, or I think was it Waja or who, like oh, that was a good joke. I'm I think like, it was. I think he was serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah Waja Waja says it was a good joke, but I think, I think even if it was serious, it's not. It's not Depardieu saying. I know what. I don't know what the French Revolution is about. It's why it's it's Depardieu saying, "I will make this film, but you need to tell me what you think." The right, French what Revolution do you think it's about? about? Right, exactly. So that I can make this the movie you want to make. Right, right. and and I think the 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 connective tissue there is like that that the thing we were talking about before, where it's like, good luck parsing this, like. Right. Find right. me a hundred people, and you'll find me a hundred different interpretations of the French Revolution. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where we get back to what I said at the start: is I'm not entirely sure that there is a hegemonic interpretation I, of I, the French not, Revolution I, my, even within France. My but. guess would be that, like, among the sorts of people that Depardieu hung out with, the thing I said was true. 
but yeah. I bet I I bet my bottom dollar that the education system has a hegemonic version. Right. The, the kids and are that's probably almost certainly true because I can't imagine uh, a modern a modern capitalist state not having a hegemonic version of its own history. Right. Impossible. Right. I can't. No, I refuse. You couldn't convince me that's not true. Yeah. I mean, maybe they don't go as far as the United States to enforce it with, like, the weirdest laws humanly possible, but they probably still have it. I think maybe uh, maybe we've talked this one out. Uh, uh, I mean, we could probably do a lot longer, but we should probably stop. Like, we're... I'm sure we could do a lot longer. But... This movie has a lot of meat on its bones, but, like, we, yeah. we need to stop. It is fantastic. Definitely, definitely recommend. Denton, uh, the 1983 uh, movie directed by uh, Polish director Andra Waja. Uh, again, this is our last Waja film, which is a little disappointing because I really, I like what we've seen from him. Yeah, me too. E- uh, even when I don't necessarily, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like they've all been it, very good. Right. And I say, you know, the, the Man of Marble and Man of Iron seem a little too inherently Polish for us to, to cover in a, a bonus episode. Yeah. But like a generation and Ashes and Diamonds certainly were that same level of Polishness. Right, that's so. true. But I will say that, that those movies did require us to engage with right. very unfamiliar territory and do a lot of right, like right, right, background. Right, 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 right. Yeah. To even to right. even make it through them. Like, they were hard yeah, movies to, to talk about. To begin understanding what they were. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, next week we'll be talking about a Kurosawa film, an interesting little Kurosawa film. Uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta remember how we decided to say this. Uh, I can't Dodes- find the Wikipedia page for it, so you're on your own. I think it's Dodeskaden, I think. Dodeskaden. Dodeskaden. Uh, which is apparently a neologic uh, onomatopoeia created by the author that the book of the book that the movie is based off of, uh, Shigeru Yamamoto. Uh, but yeah, it's a Kurosawa film. Um, it's a, a little anthology. I'm not sure on the time period it takes place in. It'll be. It it seems like possibly the most unique Kurosawa film we will have I encountered. Mean, I, I'm 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 trying to like i'm really trying to get my head around it because i like the on the cover that looks like a jesuit missionary i'm not sure what's going on here i, I don't yeah i don't know what's going on i i don't know it is also about this it is also his first film in color so yeah um anyway i mean it's about a suburban slum and there's a trolley driver so like it can't be all it the, can't be that old, but it could still be. No, I know, but who knows? I mean, it depends on how sort of like kind of off, like, you know, how, what Kurosawa is doing here. Who knows? It could be right. all kinds of things. It could be happening here. I Like I but, said, I don't know anything about this movie. So, yeah. Look, always always look forward to a Kurosawa film, no matter what. So, uh, be very happy to uh, to get back with him. And we'll watch that next week. So thank you so much for listening to Lost in Criterion. I'm, as always, the Adam Glass. With me, as always, John Patrick Ovitardori. And we'll see you next time.
This has been Lost in Criteria. I'm your co-host, Adam Glass. You can find me on Twitter at the Adam Glass. My partner is John Patrick Oatari Dorgan, and you can find him at J. Patrick Dorgan. Check out more of the show at lostincriterion.com or, hey, give us a review on iTunes. It's nice. If you really like what you hear, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash lostincriterion. Hey, our theme music is by Jonathan Hape. Check him out at jonathanhape.com. And thanks for listening. We appreciate it.